The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line right here on SportsGrid. It's hour two. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Wrightside. I don't know if it looks like I was crying over the break, but it's because I was. And it says NBA headlines is what we're going to talk about, and that is true. Because DRS just watched the Corgi video. (laughs) Donnie, can you please give uh, the the people, uh, for those that do not know, there's a Corgi who had a ball thrown in his direction, okay? And the ball was then going to bounce in a basket for either the Warriors or the Lakers. It's going to get thrown until it picked a series winner. And so far, it is correctly predicted the winner of all of the first five games. The prediction for the Corgi is Warriors in seven after the 3-1 deficit. Your reaction as you've now seen the Corgi for the first time? It's fake. It's got to be fake here. It doesn't even make sense. Like, the ball is bouncing erratically all over the place and somehow finding its way in. And also, if this was real, what did the guy film for an entire week for this Corgi to make seven shots here? Or did he just go seven for seven, apparently, bouncing it off 16 ways from the ceiling and the sidewall? No way. It looks like, you know, James Cameron edited this thing out to make sure it went each way here. I'm not buying it one bit here. Whoever believes in this Corgi, madness. Absolute madness. So you're fading the Corgi, is what you're telling me. Yes. No, not impressed yeah. at all that the Corgi is CGI. When did it come out? Like, when did this start? Yeah, when, when did it even start Before anyway? the series. Before, yeah, not sure. last night, before the series. I, I can't, I genuinely cannot believe that you've not heard about the Corgi. And I'm now, glad I have. Now, here's my question. Do you think the Corgi is going to help the uh, Raptors make their decision with head coach? Maybe just throw a couple a couple baskets and, and see if he likes J.J. Redick or maybe Kenny Atkinson or maybe they'll call up John Calipari, Jay Wright. I don't know. Are you? What do you think about the Corgi potentially getting involved with uh, J.J. Redick going up north? Yeah, he probably should do. Maybe the Corgi should get the job actually over J.J. Redick. Probably get the same sort of, you know, uh, outcome here, depending on who's actually coaching him. But having said that, though, I don't mind what Toronto is doing here as long as he doesn't become the head coach because I actually like the fact when you go, like, outside of the normal bounds of who you would get as a coach just to get some different ideas, and maybe he can raise some eyebrows on what he thinks about the organization that can pick his brain and use that moving forward. I doubt that J.J. Redick actually gets this job, but it is kind of interesting that that's the first you heard about. It's like, hey, by the way, J.J. Redick interviewed out of nowhere for the Toronto job. I love the no- – you don't mind what they're doing as long as they don't actually hire this guy. It's true. Yeah. My only thing yeah. is, J.J. Redick would hardly be the first former player to be hired without ever coaching. Is kind of the, the, the takeaway for me uh, with something like this. I just – I don't – I just felt like the reaction to this from most people – 
was completely stunned. Oh, but can you at least give me this DRS, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Saturday gets hired by the Colts. No precedent, yeah. absolutely insane. We've never seen mm -hmm. anything like it. Steve yeah. Nash is not the only example. I'm not saying you have to be a fan of J.J. Reddick being hired, right? But what, Jason Kidd, Chauncey Billups, whatever it might be, Steve Carr, as I mentioned, and I know Steve Carr worked up for a long time, even with the front office in, in Phoenix and all that, but my point is, I just, am I off base here? Does it not seem like a lot of people's reaction, including yours, is, J.J. Reddick, where'd you get the idea to hire a former player that's never coached before? Yes, and that's where it is. Like that's what, like if you're looking from an organization, there's a precedent here. You got a veteran team, but what's it, give me the precedent? Go ahead. Steve Kerr, Chauncey Billups, okay. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. There's a number of. But my point, Donnie, but, he would be one of, have a, of a couple. Well. Radio audiences here, by the way, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wrightside. How many have worked out well? I mean, Steve yeah. Carr, obviously, unreal success. Steve Nash, complete disaster. Anybody could have done Chauncey Billups, not going great. Jason Kidd, fired, rehired in Dallas. Some people kind of like him. Went to a conference finals with Dallas. Yeah, but, I mean, you're taking a look. I understand it. The one that it really worked out was the Kevin Durant slash Golden State Warriors all the way through. And to be honest, like, you know, good friend of the network, George Kurtz, he could have actually coached the Golden State Warriors to back-to-back -back championships with that. Me, I could have done it. You could have done it. We all could have done that here. So if that's the bar where Nash drops into an all-time great team, so be it. Well... That's a little unfair to Steve Carr. I mean, they weren't all-time great before he got there. Also, I don't know why you discounted the seasons before Kevin Durant got there, but I also kind of respect the move. Yeah, I, I kind of respect. I, honestly, I actually can't stress how much I love you discounting uh, multiple years he made the finals without Kevin Durant. That rules so much. That's great. Okay, quickly, all NBA teams announced. Here's the big thing with this, because we only have a limited amount of time. The Celtics superstars are now uh, on the table to get these monstrous supermaxes, which is going to make it even funnier when Jalen Brown doesn't stay in Boston. We're going to do, again, in, in about 30 minutes or so, Celtic Sixers. And one of the only hesitations that I have on Boston is that all of the Jalen Jason does this work, does this not work stuff is coming to fruition in an unbelievable way, Donnie. It really is. And the best part about it is that the Sixers do advance. You might be able to take down Boston here before they ever got started on a couple title runs here. So you could do double damage there. The same way we talked about the Milwaukee Bucks. One toe on the line by Kevin Durant could have ended the Bucks franchise, and it didn't. Could we see both of those superstars, at least one of them on the move here, and Boston never gets off the ground with that so, so talented team? I just don't think there's anybody in Boston who can – ignore the very obvious signs from Jalen Brown that he is not happy with how things are in Boston. Though, money cures all and Boston can now offer him more money than anybody else. We'll be right back. Quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here on the early line, and we once again talk a little NFL schedule here because we are overseas with it, DRS. Five games, three in London, two in Germany. London's home team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, with a pair of them. One against the Buffalo Bills, one against the Atlanta Falcons. But one thing that stood out to me, and I don't know, maybe I don't have the greatest Rolodex on this memory-wise, but I've, I've never sent a team to London twice in a year. That, that did feel a little surprising when I saw it. I don't know if they have, but uh, it sort of makes sense with what they're doing because it used to be, Kevin, like one game a year we would get over there. So with the expansion, yeah. more teams are going to be available. And it seems like the Jacksonville Jaguars are UK's de facto team here. So but, it makes some sense this mm-hmm. year. I'm not that all that bent about it. I'm just saying it's back-to-back weeks for Jacksonville. Smart, though. In London. Yeah. Okay, so... In that front, yes, but I actually love when we got to do this. So uh, the DRS travel schedule, uh, uh, game Sunday, week four, right? Mm -hmm. When do you think they get out to London? Wednesday for that first game? Probably, yeah. Okay, so So that means that they're going to be out there, though, from that Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and then they play Buffalo that Sunday. They would leave maybe, I don't know, Monday morning. You're going to be... Away, you don't really get stuff like that in the NFL, Donnie. Oh, like that. Away now, you can. I know there's West Coast teams that they have a little East Coast trip, but these these guys are overseas. You know, completely different schedule, body clock there. Now, there's a world where it ends up being an incredible advantage for Jacksonville while they're in in the second game against Buffalo. But I'm also open to the idea of. That's a lot of new and different and odd for the Jags players by the time they get to October 8th, Game 5 against the Buffalo Bills. The Jacksonville Jaguars are used to going over there as an organization. So even against the Atlanta Falcons, they're going to have an advantage. They've been there, done that. Most of their players have played there. They know what to anticipate here. But also the biggest advantage is they're staying over there. Body clock adjusted here. Used to being over in the U.K. The Buffalo Bills, you kick your bye week, Kevin, typically after you play the game over in the U.K. So the Buffalo Bills are going to have a normal Sunday game probably, then have to get on a plane and go with the waiting Jacksonville Jaguars. We see this all the time in sports, like an NBA doubleheader, excuse me, NBA back the back where the other team is actually already in town the night before while you're playing in like Detroit and you got to fly back. That's similar to what's going to take place. As a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, I love the fact that they put us here back-to-back weeks where we can get accumulated, maybe beat the Atlanta Falcons, and then have a legitimate chance to take down the Buffalo Bills in that second game. 
Now, the other takeaway from this, as you bring Bills-Jags into the fold with a, the Germany game, Chiefs-Dolphins. The takeaway has to be, Donnie, because I believe the, the notion around the early, you know, um, overseas games was that, ah, listen, anybody would send you'd be happy about it. The Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs playing games overseas, that is the NFL putting their best foot forward there to grow these games internationally. I also, here's the issue I have, Kevin. And for so many years, let's just say we had one game or two games overseas. You know the teams that would always go over for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Couldn't sell any tickets here. And quite frankly, the owner probably didn't care about the win-loss record as long as he got a big gate, which that's what the NFL guarantees you. But now we're starting to creep into, we always used to say to ourselves here, right, you know, the bigger teams, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, you know, the teams with avid fan bases, which do include the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, Kevin. You see the teams that are listed on the second line there? The Jaguars' home game against the Falcons. They've been known to go over there. They don't care. Sometimes they don't sell out. Now maybe they will. Maybe they want those games at home. But look at the second game there. Jacksonville Jaguars, Buffalo Bills. They're taking a Buffalo Bills game away from Buffalo and moving it overseas here when if you're asking any Buffalo fan, any Buffalo player or their organization, whoa, like this isn't the Jacksonville Jaguars of two years ago where we roll over to London and pace them and it doesn't matter. Wouldn't you rather have the Jacksonville Jaguars in your own building? But I understand how the NFL works. It's about the almighty dollar, the Buffalo bills will make more money being over london than even being at home which is probably what the guarantee is but it's fascinating to see that's no longer the really bad teams that can't sell any tickets fighting to go over to london to get that eighty thousand in the seats here where it's their actual home gate you're actually now taking away home games for legitimate franchises which maybe at the end of the season that adds up because also kevin the kansas city chiefs this is a home team against mm -hmm. the Dolphins. You don't think Kansas City would rather play the Dolphins in Arrowhead, one of the best atmospheres in football, as a home field advantage? This is starting to get interesting sure. now. Yeah, no doubt. I will say as well, Tyreek losing the uh, chance to return to Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. I get right. It's probably the best way. It is what it is kind of thing. I don't know if they would have gone big video board style. Not that they couldn't do it in Germany, but it obviously wouldn't be the same. Uh, that is just... But it, look, it's a big game. It, it's it's a big game that they're putting over there. Uh, in between all of this is the final London game, uh, the Titans and the Ravens. Baltimore five and a half point line. You and I have our jokes a little bit about who's going to be starting for the Niners, but a lot of that is all is kind of rooted also in injury. Like very obviously, Brock Purdy is the guy that they want to be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. As far as Tennessee goes, and maybe October fifteenth is too early to start this question, but you know, I, I, I see people say, "Hey, who are the options here? Tannehill, Malik Willis, Will Levis." Here's what I know: There's no way Malik Willis is starting this game in London, Donnie. <laughs> Uh, I think you're correct also. And this is the fun part that we play, too, because, again, we're going to look at the schedules and go win-loss, win-loss. Let's just say this game is October 15th, which means you're probably getting in, what, six games, five games before that? What happens if the Titans five. have a tough schedule to start out and they're 0-5, Kevin, right, while entering into this game? Tannehill's not going to be starting that game. It's probably going to be Will Levis. But also, if the Titans start out 3-2 and two and Tannehill's your quarterback, who'll be there? There's a lot of question marks. We know who is going to be there. Mm -hmm. Barring injury, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens probably going to smash the Titans in that football game. Yeah, that'll definitely be the expectation regardless of quarterback. I do, as much as I say, like, there's no world that's going to be Malik Willis. I wonder if we get the beat reporter Malik Willis is taking a ton of steps forward this offseason kind of hype pieces there. I really I wonder if Malik Willis is second or third on that depth chart, right? Don't you think the expectation would almost be today at least 
for Malik Willis to be second on the depth chart there as they bring Will Levis along? Or is this team really going to give Will Levis a chance to be their quarterback week one? Yeah, apparently when you you take a look at Malik Willis, he's like six years away. So Will Levis, even if he is a somewhat of a little project here, he's got to be way ahead from what we've been told, right? We can only read what's actually happened. I mean, quite frankly, Kevin, last mm-hmm. year he had a guy on the roster for the entire season. They're like, hey, you know what? Who's not playing football right now? Bring him in, uh, give him the playbook for three hours and go out there and start a football game and then go, oh yeah, he's actually better than Malik Willis is. So that's where we're at with Malik Willis. I don't think Malik Willis is going to be number two in line at all there. But if you were looking to bet that game right now, Kevin, is there anybody out there that's like, yeah, I'll take the Titans on a flyer plus five and a half. It seems like the Ravens, again, barring injury, aren't going to be benching a quarterback or a starting lineup. You're going to have a team turmoil there for the Titans by the time you even get to that game. It's very plausible. I will say, you know, that line may be a little surprising in that I guess Tennessee, though, Tannehill has been solid for them, so maybe the Titans kind of earned some credit there. The Patriots in Germany are a five-point favorite to the Colts. That surprises me a little bit. Is the, is the idea just rookie quarterback, rookie head coach going up against Bill Belichick? Because I feel like if I would have told you last year, Colts, Pats, the idea would be that they would be similar teams. Obviously, everything fell apart for Indianapolis as the year went on. But these rosters, nobody likes Mac Jones. Anthony Richardson could be special. <laughs> a five-point favorite there for New England's a little surprising to me, honestly. It, it might be a little bit surprising. But also, you're trying to figure out who's actually going to be the Colts quarterback at that time. But also, Kevin, this is a November 12th game where you're going to have a lot of games already under your belt if you are a oh, quarterback yeah. starting from week one, as opposed to like, hey, we're going to play this game September 16th. And oh, man, rookie quarterback getting the shot at Bill Belichick. That probably would end poorly. If Anthony Richardson isn't starting that game, it probably means the Colts should be favored in the football game because that means that Gardner Minshew's playing well and they're winning games, right? November 12th, Donnie, if it's effect, still Gardner Minshew. Effect. But, that, but no, but no, no but Trubisky was long gone by the time we got, was long gone by the time we got to November because that guy is absolutely terrible. I mean, is he still even in Pittsburgh or is he playing in the in the XFL? What's even the story there? Let's get over to some Major League Baseball preview. I'll look up Trubisky during the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Baseball time here on the early line before we hit what is a lighter slate here on a Thursday. Anything from the Wednesday action stand out to you, Donnie? Uh, Yankees bat seemingly waking up now. Aaron Judge back in that lineup. But then we always have to say to ourselves, well, they are playing the A's. Everybody usually scores 10 runs, it feels like, or more against the A's. But that's a pretty good sign. But also in that same category and also same division here, how about the Tampa Bay bats going quiet here for a couple games straight? Something we're not really all that used to. And being a very good home team, how about this? The Baltimore Orioles. So those are my two takeaways yesterday. If you want to add a third, you're looking for the Mets perspective. going like, hopefully Verlander is going to be Verlander this year because we're really going to need him. And he was pretty good yesterday. I think you're spot on with the Yankees. They've scored 35 runs in their last four (laughs) games. This was a team that offensively was not answering the bell at all. And they just swept the athletics. And you're right. It's the athletics. But the way the Yankees have been this year, a sweep is a sweep. And it comes now with the Tampa Bay Rays playing four consecutive in the Bronx. We'll get to that in a moment. But we begin with the first game on the slate, which is the other New York team. The Mets trying to finish off the Cincinnati Reds here and get back to 500. They are minus 200 to do just that with a monstrous total here today, 10 and a half. Yeah, they'll probably win today. And also, I expect us to get some hits here, particularly from the Mets side. But if we take a look at Senga, he's got an XFIP number of, uh, let me just make sure I get this exactly correct, 4.63 here this season, which is above average. That's not what you're looking for here. Good K percentage. But here's the problem, Kevin. He's a right-handed pitcher that dominates against right-handed bats, which is great. Lefties, he struggles a little bit. But again, today, the reason why the Mets are such a heavy favorite here, look at that lineup. Friedel and Fraley, two lefties in the lineup as the anticipated starting nine for the Reds. That pitch is right into what Senga does well. Now, as we flip it over, here's what happens sometimes. With franchises that aren't that good, you're not going to burn great prospects. You're going to bring up a guy named Ben Lively, might as well be, you know, Blake Lively at this point on the mound. Terrible AAA stats here. The Mets are going to hit today. No surprise why this number is high. The Mets are going to carry the offensive weight today. Now, let me just check with you here, though, because I think they might have moved the pitcher around. I see on the FanDuel Sportsbook oh, D-Law with the, with the ball here for Cincinnati. So, and we know things kind of move early morning. I'm curious, and it's good to ask because, look, this is the first game off the board. You know people love their day baseball action here. Yeah. It's 12:36 first yeah. pitch. Any, how much different for you is that? It depends on, on what who's is it a bullpen day or not because I'm looking at a couple different outs that still have live right. up there but that's what you get this early we have to wait for confirmation because basically what this is telling you we're not expecting a Cy Young pitcher coming through the door here that's going to be a surprise announcement being a starter if you're worried about your boy lively starting in this game and you go with a different option chances are Kevin he's probably an equally bad option here that's what you keep an eye on but there's a reason why the line is mm-hmm. set so high and the total is so high we think we're getting gas cans on the mound today regardless for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. The the Mets team total is six today. I I believe they've gone over that just seven times this season. That is a huge number. A huge. Is that, that, whether it usually, uh, with Cincinnati, I think sometimes uh, you would expect maybe playing a factor there a little bit. That would at least kind of be where my eye would uh, draw towards. Yeah. Uh, We've seen, we've seen crazy. There was a game... Last season, I think it was, could be two years ago, you and I have been doing this for a little bit now, where the weather was so crazy at Cincinnati, the Mets were there, and Alonzo was like plus 100 to hit a home run, and he hit it in his first at-bat. 
He hit it in his yes, first at bat. Right. It was like, all right, I guess I guess it should have been plus a hundred. Uh, Padres Twins DRS. Uh, we move over to Bailey Ober's got the ball against you, yeah. Darvish. I know it's a road game, but the minus one twenty on Darvish looks a little light. Would you agree? It does look a little bit light, but when you take a look at we're still waiting for that Padres lineup to get into superstar status and start batching everything around. But in the meantime, you take a look at Minnesota. Ober is on the mound. He's got a slightly high XFIP number at 4.95 on the season. But here's what doesn't make sense. His splits are actually phenomenal, Kevin. 256 weighted on base average of lefties, 130 to righties with ISO power numbers minuscule. 057 to lefties, 037 to righties. Here's where you sort of get yourself into some trouble because why do we take a look at XFIPs, Kevin? It's how many fly balls you're giving up is a big factor and indicated how high that number is and for Ober it's around five look at him as a ground ball pitcher Kevin 28 percent which means three quarters of the balls that are hit in play line drives or fly balls eventually that's going to get you into trouble here but we look at that lineup here for the San Diego Padres today Soto, Bogarts, and Carpenter in the middle of that lineup here. ISO power numbers of 268, 218, and 230. Everybody else, not so hot in that lineup. As I said, we're waiting for things to get started. But take a look at Darvish mm -hmm. on the mat. 4.12 fifth number. And also, he's been very good, Kevin. Lefties, 325. Righties, a 217. Weighted on base percentage. Not a fantastic lineup that he's going to face against the Twins. Maybe an under we might be looking at there in the Twin Cities. Soto just feels like someone you want to continue to follow here. Last year, his average was down for the season, right? With Washington in, in 100 games, he bats 246, 50 games with San Diego, 236. But the on-base percentage was phenomenal because it's always phenomenal with him, right? He knows how to draw walks. It's a similar story this season. But... If you're the Padres, you gave up what you gave up, right? And, and how what, the expectations for a Juan Soto, you want the great on-base percentage, but you'd also like to get about 280, 285. Can you not be batting under 250 if you're Juan Soto? When you talk about kind of waiting for things to materialize, I feel like he would probably get a lot of the eyeballs in that respect. Royals-White Sox is our next game here. Royals, a favorite. Boy, the White Sox are terrible. I, look, they're 13 and 25, so I can't say it's surprising, but a part of me still, every time I see their name, just thinks back to what they were supposed to be last season, were two years ago. It's just not the same team here. KC is a slight favorite, Donnie. No, and I think we're going to get robbed today because I do think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in this game, but I actually don't think the game possibly either gets played or is going to be delayed for a long time, and wow. that's a shame of it because each and every day it feels like the Royals run out a worse pitcher. Today it's going to be Singer, 4.80 XFIP. Take a look at these splits here, Kevin. The lefties are 397, weighted on base average to righties are 392. ISO power numbers, again, you like those numbers as a pitcher to be .170 or lower. He's at a 297, the lefties, and a 281 to righties. But then if we flip it over, and Kansas City getting hot at the played here a little bit didn't see we coming maybe two to three weeks ago if this would happen but they're actually starting to swing the bats clevenger's on the mat he's terrible 5.61 x fifth this year so far lefties absolutely hammering him to the tune of a 380 weighted on base percentage and an iso of 281 the only issue here is it's melendez prado massey and bradley not great lefties in that lineup but even though it's one of those things that you say two gas cans on the mound probably going to get base hits off them and also not great bullpen so far either to start the season but again a lot of weather issues here with rain and thunderstorms I'm not so sure this plays I hope it does because you're probably getting some runs today out in Kansas City all right, we'll keep our eyes on that there again. Just always surprising still, regardless of how bad the White Sox are. And it's a slight number, but still KC being favored. All right, Rays-Yankees, let's do it here, Donnie. The Yanks are a home dog. 
That's just, look, that just speaks volumes to the Tampa Bay respect, right? Rouse moves it against uh, Herman here. Do you agree when you factor in the way the numbers line up, this game being in the Bronx, do you agree with Tampa Bay being booked as a favorite? I don't know if I agree with that technically at this point. I'm going to tell you why. Now, granted, this is going to be a shame of it all. You, if Imagine if this day's weather... 78 degrees, a wind blowing out the dense center field about 10 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. That's where you wanted that A's game at because you would have saw pinball machines go off. He said, Donnie, 11 runs they got. Yeah, they probably had 22 runs yesterday if that was the case going up against that A's pitching staff. But having said that, Rasmussen is very good, Kevin. This year, 3.9 XFIP number, K percentage, close to 26%. And if we're looking at his splits, absolutely phenomenal. 251, the lefties weighted on base percentage. Righties, a 294. Both lefties and righties, ISO power numbers way down against him. But you're coming up against it's a hot Yankees lineup. We'll see if that matters. But also, Domingo Harmon, 4.12 XFIP number on the season. He's got pretty good splits, Kevin. Weighted on base percentage of lefties, 242. To righties, a 299. His ISO power numbers are a little bit elevated. But if there is a time that you want to catch the Tampa Bay Rays this season, it's probably now. They're not actually swinging the bats all that well. And even in Baltimore, we figured they would get some runs there. They really didn't. It's a great time to get them. So I don't necessarily agree that the Rays should be a favorite today. Yeah, I think for me, we talked about this in Oakland, right? Again, baseball trends are a little different. But the Yankees had played basically all of their home games towards the under. But you would line the games up, and you're like, look, expect runs, expect runs, expect runs. And you were right. Every game went over during that series against the Athletics. I wonder if things reverse today a little bit here. Total posted eight and a half. You mentioned Rasmussen has been solid. The Yanks don't have overall good numbers of him career-wise there. If Tampa now Tampa's the worry, right? Because Tampa has that ability. The the Rays get on NBA type runs. It's like, look, they've just been hot all game. They scored 120, right? Where it's like, I don't know, the Rays just got loose and so they scored eleven. What do you want from us there? But that eight and a half number catches the attention, no doubt. I'm gonna go to Giants D backs here, DRS next, uh, because we don't have all the information we need for Oakland and Texas. Uh, with Keep the Giants and Arizona, the uh, the Giants right now are a little bit better than minus 130 on the road here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But, but a nice total late night here, checking in at nine and a half. Are you looking at the total in this game? It's going to be interesting to see because Cobb's been very good this season. So if you're looking from a San Francisco angle, the better pitcher is probably going to be on the mound for the Giants at a 2.98 XFIP, which is wonderful. Take a look at his yeah. splits, Kevin. Just ISO power number-wise, 057 to lefties, 143 to righties. So mm. Cobb has been very good. If we take a look at the matchup here, I'm showing Henry on the mound today, which he has about 70 batters in, a really high XFIP of 6.49, low K rate here. But he actually has OK splits to right-handed batters, which are going to get a ton of them there. Left-handed batters a little bit different. Story, but here's the issue. San Francisco hasn't hit left-handed pitching all that well this year, Kevin. Weighted on base average for Flores, 411. For Hanniger, 372. Everybody else below average in that lineup. Theoretically, we should get runs scored, but I don't know if you can take advantage here, speaking of that Arizona pitcher being so bad, and the lineup for the Giants just not all that well against lefties this year, Kevin. Keep your eyes locked in on that late-night action there. The baseball board is packed today with an early start time. Carries you throughout the evening. But, of course, the NBA will take over. Takes over our show after this quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. time here on the early line. It's Kevin Walsh. It's Donnie right side on Sports Grid. It's a Thursday morning. The association tonight delivering two games. We should enjoy this while it lasts because eventually it feels like we're going to get down to one game a night. And then there's going to be days where we have no playoff basketball. Uh, but while we have it, let's start it off with some same games parlays. I just can't take any. I don't know. I'm just. I just see you out of the corner of my eye. I can't even talk because you're just laughing the whole time. That one like hit, I can't man. even yeah, say word. That was a good one. Most people yeah, wouldn't yeah, even understand. But it's, but it's your happened. fault. That one hit me good. It would hit me pretty good. Yeah. Go ahead, I know. Go ahead I know. and give us another interlude in this one. Try it again. Can you try it again? Hold on. Ready? Time for same game parlay. Yep. What is even this called? The early line does say, hold on, oh, we're going to hit the stinger again. Because we got to get this for syndication. We got to get this right here. We got to get this right. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. I think they usually just play after the stinger anyway, but just in case. Here we go, early line style, two games in the NBA tonight. Let's hit it, same game parlays. Ten out of ten. Let's hit it, DRS. What do you got here tonight? Now, look, two straight days. I've lost my same game parlay here, Kevin. Taking it easy, right? Plus one eleven, plus one fifteen, plus one twenties. We're going up the ladder today. I'm using Kevin's term. You know why? Plus four twenty four is on the table, and I think I'm going to get this. I look at the parlay that I set up and say wow. to myself, Kevin, I got four legs. I don't know how it loses, but how about this too, Kevin? Four legs. Two people, right? You know, two legs here, two legs here. Human being, each has two legs. That's how we're setting this one up right now. Because Devin Booker, he's going to go for 30-plus points tonight. He's also going to go over two-and-a-half, three-point made shots, which means he splashes three of those down. Sort of a little correlation there. We're going to take the other superstar on the Phoenix Suns tonight. And that's Kevin Durant to make at least two three-point shots. And also, Kevin Durant to score 30-plus points. I look at it this way, Kevin. DeAndre Ayton looks like he's questionable. My goodness, DeAndre Ayton. You've been questionable for this entire series. But also, 
taking a look at this game the way it sits, who else is going to score, Kevin? You might see 90 points tonight out of the Suns and basically 80 of those combined coming from Booker and Durant. I think this works perfectly. It's a great price point here. And quite frankly, most times you would look and say, what do you mean? Two superstars to get 30 points on the same team? Yeah, who else is scoring for the Suns? I love this parlay tonight. Four legs here plus 424. This one's cashing in for me. I'm breaking through tonight on a Thursday night, and it's going to come from a Suns perspective. Four-legged, two-legged special there on the FanDuel Sportsbook. For me, I decided go low but go high. You know what I mean? We're going over two to one, but the ask, it's not a lot. Al Horford over seven and a half points coming off of a horrendous 0 for 7 performance in game five. Bounce back style here for Al, who's gone over this number more times than not in this series. And then P.J. Tucker, who has been much better at home this season with the Sixers over three and a half points. Is he probably going to have to be two made threes? It's possible, but hey, offensive rebound, put a layup in, make it happen there, Donnie. Not a lot needed to cash a plus 209 there with P.J. Tucker and Al Horford. There you go. We got it set up tonight. Plus money is the name of the game. And tomorrow morning after these two wagers check in, we definitely will be plus money and ready to go. I'm excited for tonight. It's a great NBA slate. Let's get after it. While we are on the conversation of plus money, allow me to go to minus money. I want to go to a future quickly with you, Donnie. I want to see if this Uh is something that catches your attention in the way that it does Mm -hmm. I. Because there is a market right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the series points leader in Suns Nuggets. Denvin Booker is minus 125. Nikola Jokic minus 105. KD all the way back there at 21 to 1. Now, I actually tried to get involved with Kevin Durant uh, in this market, and that didn't work at all because despite the fact that he continually shoots more than Devin Booker, he cannot outscore Devin Booker. He also can't outscore Nikola Jokic. But right now, the gap in scoring between Jokic and Booker, 175 total points for the Joker, 173 points for Devin Booker. It is a two-point gap. And I know that Jokic has seen his scoring uptick massively in this series. But going back to Phoenix, it feels like Devin Booker would be far more in line for the bigger game. And it is very live that this is the final game of this series. And again, I know Joker has had huge games and had a pair of of, 53-point performance in Phoenix. But it's also just not really Joker's game. He, over the course of the season, averaged less than 25 points per game. I understand why they've moved it up. But, Donnie, that's a very bettable number at minus 125 on D-Book to be the series-leading scorer Does that catch your attention the way that it does me? Typically it would, though, Kevin. But the only thing I get a little bit leery out of is, you know, Jokic going back on the road okay, but last time he was on the road there, 53 points. So he is comfortable with scoring in Phoenix. And also, Kevin, you know, this might play into it because I don't know about the final starting lineups today, but I did see out of the corner of my eye, like eight and questionable for the game. If he's not able to go or him, you know, hindered in any way, that's just another big body you can't match up for Jokic here. So I'm a little bit nervous of Nikola Jokic's, you know, availability tonight to do whatever he wants against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, listen, the the funny thing with that is, and it's, and it's a great segue to tonight's game, Aiton has had absolutely no answer for Jokic anyway, so I'm not sure how much that will matter. 
The fact that Aiton is questionable, I feel like there are plenty of guys that throughout the course of this postseason have kind of had the, the, the tag slapped on, but we go, look, it is what it is. We know they're not going to miss the game. Aiton's situation feels a little bit different for me in that I don't know if he really wants to play, and maybe that's unfair, but I don't really know if they want him to play, and again, maybe that's unfair, but the Aiton vibes in Phoenix are awful, and I think that is very fair, and I think that's a pretty undeniable when you look at things right now. Maybe, though, Aiton's lackluster performances have to do with the fact that he is playing a little banged up right now. How much does Aiton's availability impact your approach to Game 6 tonight between Phoenix and Denver? It's pretty big, and you say to yourself, well, Donnie, why would it be big here? Like, Aiden is one of those guys that really hasn't performed up to his capabilities, but also, Kevin, we're not taking a look at a deep team. Like, when you talk about the Boston Celtics, hey, one guy goes down, another guy steps up. We were already on notice entering into the playoffs that you basically have a starting five for the Phoenix Suns and nothing else to help you. And now Chris Paul, who's not going to play in this game, already announced that he's going to be out, and now also mm -hmm. Aiden, you're taking a look at the five starters that you were banking on playing massive minutes and playing well. Two of those guys already not being there it certainly doesn't help out and again even though Aiton hasn't played well he's still a quality starter that at any moment because hey I'll give you 15 points I'll give you nine rebounds that's big and if he's not going to be there who else fills that hole for you Londale come on now uh, look Londale's been good this series though but you don't want to have to play Jock Landale 40 minutes right? exactly Aiton has has player props priced I expect Aiton to play I kind of like his over 12 and a half Hit it in seven of ten games this postseason. Hit it last game. It's just a very low number for a guy that averaged 18 per game during the season and still hit this far more often than not with Kevin Durant joining the basketball team, factoring in Chris Paul's absence there back home as well. I would look DeAndre Ayton tonight at that low number 12 and a half. And I don't think you have to really wait for him to be confirmed in if he's out then it's no harm, no foul. You'd get the money put back uh, in your pocket right away. Let's get over to Sixers Celtics because I want to make sure that we give this game enough time. We can circle the block if we need to. Boston's a two-and-a-half point favorite here. Total 212-and-a-half. And Boston last year in the semifinals went down to the Milwaukee Bucks, 3-2, heading back to Milwaukee. And Jason Tatum played probably what is still the best game of his career stakes and circumstances all things considered in milwaukee game six 46 points against Giannis and co chipped in nine rebounds seven made threes he was phenomenal the thing with tatum is he doesn't actually really need a game that good to beat philly because despite the fact that they are trailing 3-2, I still think that most honest observers would say Boston should be leading in this series. They've just continually stumbled over themselves. However, at some point, you have to believe what a team is offering up to you. And Boston continues to offer up that they are a sloppy group. And maybe they're offering up that they're just not a team to be trusted here in this series. When that game ended, Game 5 ended, Donnie, I had all the confidence in the world that Boston would go out, win Game 6, and force a Game 7. As we've gotten closer and closer to tip as we sit here this morning, I have lost a bit of confidence there. Because Boston is just not... How do they inspire anybody? I still really do believe that they are markedly better. But Tatum keeps having these weird games, and Jalen Brown's tough to get a read on. And Harden could very well go wild, and Philly is back home. I still think that Boston wins this basketball game. But if you would have asked me when that game finished up Tuesday night, I would have told you no question in my mind. We sit here now, I'm confident 
but uh, it's it's wavering. It's wavering. And Ray, wavering is the right word here because there's too many question marks on the Boston Celtics. They're too good a basketball team at this point in the season to be saying like, well, the coach, is, what's he doing here? He saves timeouts. That's fantastic. He routinely getting out coached by Doc Rivers here. Also, you're taking a look at Jason Tatum, the guy you got to lean on. He's supposed to be the guy that sets the tone here, Kevin. 405 in the first quarter, nine points and away we go. He's been MIA in the first half for the past two ball games. You can't have that. And also for a team that's built on, hey, we can make the three-point shot, missing wide open three-point shot after a wide open three-point shot it's not working out in their favor and also you heard the Boston Celtics talk about after game five we really missed an opportunity here as if they were really even in that game the Sixers took it to them in game five this is one of those atmospheres of Philadelphia that is going to be electric but you're right it's not as if it's the Charlotte Hornets coming into town here and also we've seen the Philadelphia 76ers in big moments trying to close teams out all of the Atlanta Hawks a few years ago now granted some different players on the team now but it's no surprise we say hey big game in our building we're definitely going to use Embiid and get through they haven't done that in the past this is a massive game for the Sixers where certainly you don't want to head back to Boston in game seven but as you said there's no it's not like it's going to be a, a sure going conclusion where it's 14 and a half points where the Boston Celtics run away there this is the Sixers night maybe a little bit more pressure on the Philadelphia 76ers but what I've seen out of the Boston Celtics here through these first few games it's not the same team I was expecting coming into the playoffs. And maybe you got a little bit of a glimpse of that in round one against the Atlanta Hawks going, hey, they probably should sweep this team, beat them easily in five. That wasn't the case. And also, you're taking a look at Jalen Brown. What happens in this game if Brown's not getting the basketball early? Does he just realize, like, you know what, we're going to lose this game anyway. I'm out of here. I'm just going to, the minute the game ends, I'm going to put in my, not resignation, but hey, my trade destination. Here's hmm. where I would like to go, or here's a couple places I want. There's way too many question marks. The vibes, as we like to say, Kevin, aren't good around the Boston Celtics right now as one of those teams that's galvanized and can make a run. I feel way better about teams like the Golden State Warriors saying the right things than I do about the Boston Celtics right now. Look, there is something to that. There is also something to the fact that nobody, rightfully so, trusts Joe Missoula. You know, to complete a 3-2 yeah. series comeback, to go win a, a do-or-die game on the road, the coach has to be able to answer the bell. And this is one of those things where if you're betting on Boston, you're betting on the on talent, and that's fine, but you wish you would have more. I think you'll agree with me on this. If Boston wins tonight, Donnie, mm -hmm. it's probably yeah. by double digits. Alt spreads tonight, I think, makes sense. Goodness. I think you think Ooh. you hold on, if you think Boston would win tonight by four, don't you think it would probably be a a, a, a twelve fifteen point win um, if they were handling their at business the last tonight? Mayhem tonight. I'm really looking at last minute. Oh, mayhem, I disagree. Okay, and that's fair. Bad rap. I'm surprised call. by Let's that. Let's go. Yeah. Interesting. I'm surprised. Usually I feel like you would expect blowout situations. I think alt spreads tonight on Boston are totally, totally live there. And honestly, that makes me cautious on props because I could see a blowout. I really could. As much as I say I, my confidence is wavering, you could see the pathway for it. DRS will close it out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Come. All right, final segment of the day here for the early line Thursday edition. Right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Down your right side and Kevin Walsh powering through from 7 to 9 a.m. before handing it over to the morning after. Coming up next, so make sure you stay tuned on the rest of your Sports Grid programming throughout the day. Fantastic stuff going down yesterday across the board in Major League Baseball and also in the NBA. Two pivotal games here. You see the New York Knicks stave off elimination. The Golden State Warriors stave off elimination and also today we have the schedule release in the nfl which quite frankly seems like at this pace we'll know every single game in the nfl before the eight o'clock show that's supposed to release all of the nfl games a lot of intriguing matchups here it gets you excited here right because we are sitting here in early may but still looking forward to that nfl season which seems oh so close or at least a little bit closer at this time but sometimes when you take a look at the playoffs big game players step up in big moments here and i love to see it and it starts with the new york knicks here listen up quiet 48 minute men that's what you want to see in the biggest moments of your season you want players that you know are going to be able to ride and die with your ball club and that starts yesterday i'm going to focus in on jalen brunson who played 48 minutes yesterday 12 of 22 from the field which included 4 of 10 from three-point range and 10 of 12 from the free throw line oh yeah chipped in nine rebounds and seven assists good for a plus nine and also the ball in his hand the majority of the game only one turnover isn't that what you pay for new york knicks fans isn't that what you wanted here in your wildest dreams do you think you'd ever get that out of jalen brunson we knew he was a solid player coming over but a guy that you can bank your franchise on it's fantastic to watch this play out where you know also it's a coach and a player in tune where probably the player said before the game if you need me the entire way coach i can give that to you he's going to need that performance and more in game number six and also a game seven if it ever gets there but it's nice to see in this day and age a player that's willing to go and toe the line for his ball club and his city great to see out of Jalen Brunson and the New York Knicks stay tuned next the morning after is coming up and you know what the early line we'll be back on a Friday to cover it all enjoy the rest of your sports grid day see ya BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.